All right, welcome to Use It or Don't. My name is Derek Bright, a third grade teacher in Southern California, and I just share what I'm learning, and you can use it or don't. Um, so, one of the things that I've been doing, like I said in a previous podcast, is I've been going through the new book, Whole Brain Teaching for Challenging Kids, and with that, I'm learning some new things, and some not-so-new things. So today's podcast, you guys are going to hear a little bit about some of the ways um, that we can help make students more disruptive. And uh, usually we don't want to do that, but here's some things that we um, do or have done or shouldn't do um, in order to um, help our students be more, um, not necessarily compliant, but less disruptive to our class. So in the book on page 17, there are seven ways um, that you can make what they call beloved rascals, which are just students that um, kind of make our day a little bit more difficult. And these are sometimes your disruptive kids. And one of the things that you can do, number one, is that you can lose your temper or yell at your kids. Um, now, if you are a teacher who's been a teacher for anything longer than a couple days, you've probably done this. Um, I know I have, um, but doing so, losing your temper and yelling at your kids, it doesn't always help. But there are times when, holy cow, uh, they just won't stop. And sometimes that happens, which is always a good thing for us to control our emotions and make those decisions that are best for our students. And sometimes that just means stop talking, take a little breath and do that. But if we are utilizing this as one of our classroom management skills, probably not the best idea. So um, when we are yelling at some of these kids, a lot of them grow up in this kind of environment. So yelling at them, losing our temper is not going to be something that they're um, unfamiliar with. But we don't want to um, use that as a strategy, um, not an overall strategy. There's sometimes, like I said, it happens. But let's try not to do that. Um, number two, sometimes we punish or give consequences over and over in a way that is not helping them, not disciplining them, but we're, we're looking to punish them. Um, so one of the things, one of the quotes in here says, if I give Wild Jack enough consequences for his negative behavior, he will eventually become a good student. Um, now, sometimes... We can take things personally, and sometimes our punishment um, gets a little bit um, punishy. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. Um, but there's something later that they talk about, and I haven't really gotten to this chapter yet, but called the golden consequence. So I'm interested in seeing that because they talk about it being a penalty that strengthens rather than severs the bonds that you might have with a student. So... Um, we do know that giving consequences will help for some of our students, but usually with our um, extra extra disruptive students, our, um, our beloved rascals, as they talk about, doesn't always produce the results that we want. Now, I'm going to push back a little bit on this because I think there are many times that giving consequences is not always about punishing the student and hoping that they change their behavior. Um, and I don't know if I talked about this in a previous podcast, but sometimes giving the consequence is um, helping the other students in our class 
understand that their learning is valuable. So not giving consequences is certainly not an option um, because if you let certain behaviors continue to grow and, and fester, then that does not provide a safe learning environment for the rest of our students. So sometimes giving consequences for those behaviors um, helps us to um, show the other students that we value our learning time. And whether that's, um, you know, just general disruption or outright defiance or other other types of disruptive behaviors. So providing some consequences is an important thing, but as, as the quote kind of mentioned, it's very important that we also work towards strengthening that bond with that student. So giving punishment just to give punishment, we've got to be careful with that. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not willing, and most teachers aren't willing to give no consequences for anything. We just got to be careful um, and try to understand the student and why they're doing those things so that we can give the appropriate consequence. Um, so those are the first two of seven ways that we can help our class, excuse me, our help our class and help our beloved rascals become more disruptive. So um, again, yelling or losing your temper, temper, or just trying to consequence a student out of their misbehavior. Um, those things are sometimes going to backfire, so we've got to be careful when we're doing that. And certainly, sometimes we do those things, but we want to be careful not to have that as a regular part of our um, of our teaching classroom. So. Um, I hope this was at least a little bit helpful. Good reminder. I'm trying to keep these podcasts kind of short because um, I have a short attention span, so I know there's some of you out there that might also. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, my goal is to be working at doing these once a week. I'm a little bit late this week, but I'm heading out of my summer break, and so I want to try and get these more regular. So Sunday is going to be the usual day. Today, it's a little bit different. Um, if you like this, go ahead and share it with somebody. Um, I know some people talk about a review, but these are new, so go easy on me. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye.